0: Would you go with me, please, to uh, John, the uh, 14th chapter this morning? If you didn't bring a Bible with you, we have extra Bibles. We'd be glad to let you use one of ours. Raise your hand if you want to use one of our Bibles and go to John 14. We've been on a series now for some weeks. Uh, we began t- calling it The Words of Jesus, and now we're calling it Seeing Jesus. And we are seeing Him through His words and through keeping His words. And we're believing to see more of Him. Are we? In John 14 and 21, John 14 and 21, Jesus said, He that has my commandments and keeps them, He it is that loves me. And He that loves me, shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and will manifest myself to him. You know, the thing that inclines the Father's heart and his love towards you is when you love Jesus. Now, this is said numerous times in the New Testament, but uh, if you don't accept the one he sent, then you don't accept him. And how many believe he sent Jesus? Jesus is the sent one. He is the Messiah. He is the Christ. And you're not supposed to just believe in him. We are to love him. The Bible said even the devils believe there's one God and they tremble. But what good does it do them? They don't love God. And you got people around it assent that God is real and they assent that jesus is real and that he came and died on the cross and worked redemption but you can tell he's just like a historical figure that they don't know like abraham lincoln like george washington no how many understand that when you're born again you've met him you know him you don't know all there is to know about him but you've met him personally and oh to know him is to love him he is so good How many would say he's good? He's good. What you have, you know, at least a little experience of him and what you have, you can testify personally. He is good. Do you love him? Do you love him? Well, if you love him, what will you do? How will that be evidenced? You will keep his words. That means you'll respect them. You'll receive them. You'll remember them. And you will do them. You'll practice them. And when you do that, will he respond to you? Yes. By doing what? By manifesting himself to you. Now, uh, Judas, not Judas Iscariot, a different Judas, very next verse, says, Lord, how are you going to do that? How are you going to manifest yourself to us and not to the world? And he repeats basically some of the same thoughts, saying, if somebody loves me, then... uh the Father and I will come and abide with Him, and and uh, He'll keep my words. So God doesn't reveal Himself to everybody. Isaiah forty five fifteen, I believe it is, says He's a God who hides Himself. So there are some that He is not revealing Himself to at all. And there are others that He is revealing Himself to in an ever-increasing measure. I'm volunteering for that bunch. How about you? That he will reveal himself to me, to us, to this church, to this family. Put it up in the Amplified, that uh, 21st verse, please. He said, the one that loves me will be loved by my Father. I will love him and will reveal, manifest myself to him. And the Amplified amplifies it, brings out the meaning of the words. says, I will let myself be clearly seen by him and make myself Real to Him. Whether they know it or not, this is what the whole world is hungry for. This is what they're looking for when they're shooting drugs, when they're drinking themselves into oblivion, when they're trying to fulfill that hunger with material things or with sex or with whatever. People are hungry for their Creator. Whether they know it or not, deep calls unto deep. And there you are spirit, not just a mind and a body. You're a spirit. And God, the Father, is spirit. The Father of spirits. And your spirit longs for the one who made you. But if you say, well, prove to me that there's a God and maybe I'll believe, you will never know him. He will never be real to you. Because he doesn't reveal himself to folks like that. It's not, you know, show me and I'll believe. No, you believe and he'll show you. The psalmist said, I would have perished unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. One of the most incorrect statements that's ever been made is, seeing is believing. Absolutely not true. Seeing is not believing. And you don't see and then believe. With the Lord, you believe. And then you'll see something. (laughs) You'll say, well, do it my way. No, you're not God. You do it His way or you don't see. But how many are hungry enough to say, I love Him. And I want to do whatever He says to me. And I'm sure that when and as I do it, he's faithful and he'll do what he told me he would do. And so we're excited around here that we're going to do this. And he will reveal himself, make himself real to us beyond what we've ever experienced in him. That's why our most exciting days are just ahead. That's why. You know, doing better physically is great, doing better financially is great, but the big thing is knowing more of Him, yes, yes. Him being more real to you. Amen. And that's what we're after. I said, that's what we're after. We are after it with both arms outstretched. Amen. Somebody say, glory to, God. glory to God. Well, go with me over to the 10th chapter, John 10. We've been working our way through the book of John, reviewing his words, because what's our part? Keep his words. So all of this book are the words of God, but that'd be a big study now, wouldn't it? Genesis to Revelation. So we're just looking at one book here, the book of John, and looking at the words of Jesus, particularly these red letter words of what he said, so that we'll ensure that we we respect them, we're receiving them, we'll remember them, we'll do them. And we've made it up to uh, the ninth chapter of John, and I want us to go on into the tenth chapter today, John 10, verse 1, John 10, verse 1, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say to you, he that enters not by the door into the sheepfold. But climbs up some other way. The same is a thief and a robber. But he that enters in by the door. Is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter opens. And the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name. And leads them out. And when he puts forth his own sheep. He goes before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spoke Jesus to them, but they understood not what things they were which he spoke to them. Then said Jesus to them again, Verily, verily, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. Why did he come? He just told us right here why he came. That we might have life and have it more abundantly. He said, I am the good shepherd. Oh, is he your good shepherd? If he's not, you ought to receive him today. Oh, how many think if they haven't received him, they ought to receive him today. Before you get out of here, receive him. It's a mean old world. It's a cruel old world. Somebody says, how's the world treating you? The world will treat you bad. What do you mean? (laughs) The world will chew you up and spit you out and not apologize. How many know it's a mean? The world is not fair. You know, sometimes people act amazed because something happened to them that wasn't fair. Are you kidding me? The world is not fair. (laughs) No. The world is mean. Dog eat dog. Step on your head on their way up. That's the world. In this mean old world, you need a good shepherd. Somebody that will look out for you. Somebody that will lead you. Somebody that will feed you and protect you. I'm so glad I know him. (laughs) Somebody say, he is my good shepherd. And the good shepherd, it says, gives his life for the sheep. But he that's a hireling and not the shepherd who's on the sheep or not, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches them and scatters the sheep. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and cares not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. Oh, he said it again. And know my sheep and am known of mine. Now, go back to the uh, first verse here again. Jesus has revealed himself. He had said previously, what was in chapter 8, they said, you're not yet 50 years old. Have you seen Abraham? He said, before Abraham was I am. And they picked up rocks. (laughs) Because... They all knew I am refers to the one that spoke to Moses in the burning bush. But here you see him continuing to make these great I am statements. Because he is. I am. Manifested in the flesh. And here's two of them. He said I am the door. And he said I am the good shepherd. Do you believe he am? (laughs) Well, let's look at this door part. He said, verse 1, Verily, verily, I say to you, he that enters not by the door into the sheepfold, but comes up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. Now, he's revealing to us, and you'll see him do this more than once, the difference between the true and the false. He says there are those who came and they tried to come another way. And he said they're thieves and they're robbers. They're not the true shepherd. The true one comes through the door through the right way. The right one comes the right way. When a person tries to come in the wrong way, it shows they're wrong. Their heart is wrong. Listen to these scriptures. John 14, 6. You don't have to turn there. Just listen. John 14, 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Is he the truth? John 1, 9 talked about him that he was the true light which lights every man that comes into the world. John 15, 1, he said, I am the true vine. True vine. Listen to these. The truth, the true light, the true vine. Multiple scriptures. John 17 says, He's the only true God. 1 Thessalonians 1, 9, He's the living and true God. Revelation is full of this. Revelation 3, 7 says, He is holy and He is true. Chapter 3, He's the amen, the faithful and true witness, Holy and true, just and true, true and righteous, faithful and true. Is he true? Jesus is the true one. Somebody say the true one. one. Now why would you need to identify the true one? Because if there's a true one, what must there be? There must be false ones. And he's warning us about the false ones and telling us that the false ones try to come in the wrong way and that they're not true and their motives are not right. What are their motives? They're thieves and they're robbers. They want something and they're ready to take away what you have for themselves. And there's a lot of this around us, friends. And these are characteristics of the false ones. You know, there are numerous scriptures warning us about false ones. Matthew 7 says, Beware of false prophets. Verse 24 of chapter 24 says, There will arise false Christs and false prophets, deceitful workers. Many false prophets are going out into the world. You think that's true today? Yeah. How can we tell what's false And what is true. The sad thing is, there's a lot of people led astray. Every day and every year in this country and in this world. Following people who are not sincere. They're not honest. They have hidden agendas. They're out to use people. They don't care what they tear up, what they destroy. As long as they get what they want. They quote scriptures to do it. And I'm not just talking about preachers now. I'm talking about people in all walks of life claiming to be Christians. Man, I, I've seen situation after situation of Christian business people that just lied and stole people's money. Supposed to be Christians, go to church and quote scriptures and encourage their brothers to get in ventures with them, knowing, knowing they're going to lose their shirt. Stealing. how many know this is not a true one, this is a false one, and they're robbers, and they're thieves, and we should not be ignorant of the enemy's devices. If we'd listen to Jesus, we'd know the difference between the true one, and of course the ones he sends are going to be true ones, and the false ones. Let's go over this again, and there's a lot of revelation here this morning. How can you tell between the true and the false? Here's one thing. The true one comes the right way. Go back to John. Look at it again. John 1. He that enters not by the door into the sheepfold, but comes up some other way, comes up what? How is he not coming? He doesn't come to the door. Think about it. now thieves. Do not come to your door in the middle of the day and ring the doorbell. <laughs> and stand on the other side and go, "Hi. I'm your local thief. And I want your stuff." <laughs> no, what are they going to do? They're going to try to come in the back door. They're going to try to come in the window. When you're not looking, When you're not awake, when you're not aware. Why? Because they're wrong. They're a wrong one. So they try to come in a sneaky way. The one that comes the wrong way is wrong. The one who is true comes the right way. Listen to me, uh, young people. Those dating right now, or those wanting to date... Young men, don't sneak around with somebody's daughter. Be a man. You claim you want, act like one. Go to the front door. Are you with me now? Talk to her father and mother. Ask the right way. Now, if you're not man enough and right enough to do that, It proves you are not one they should be letting their daughter go out with. Did you hear me? If you're sneaking around, you're hiding. Do you see this principle? The right one comes the right way. The wrong one sneaks around, hides, tries to come in the back door, tries to come through the window. Oh, do you see this? How many know Jesus came right? He came front and center. Hallelujah. You know, when they were accusing him, you know, the mock trial, and when they got ready to crucify him, they accused him of this and that, and Jesus wouldn't even defend his doctrine in John 18 and 20. He said, I spoke openly to the world. I ever taught in the synagogue and in the temple where the Jews always resort? In secret have I said nothing. Why ask you me? Ask them that heard me. Paul said preaching in Acts 26, he said this thing was not done in a corner. When you are right, you don't sneak around. You don't have little secret conferences. Are you listening now? How many understand the devil, in fact, go back to John 8, verse 44. John eight forty-four. 44, Jesus said, You are of your father, the devil, and the lusts of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth. Now, the devil was not created a devil. He was created a glorious being. And he was created in the truth. But here it says he wouldn't stay in the truth. He of his own volition. Nobody tempted him. But he got out of the truth. And invented lying. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own. It's his. Lying is something he created. For he is a liar, and what is he? He is the father. He fathered it. How many understand? It's impossible for God to lie. Lying could not have come out of God. Impossible. Could not have come out of God. And lying and deception is one of the most identifying characteristics of the devil. And God hates it. And so should you. I said, so should you. Deception. I don't know of anything else that's more devilish than deception. I heard a group one time espousing this, and they they weren't Christians per se. But they were talking about divine deception. That's one of the most blasphemous terms I've ever heard. Divine deception. No way, no how. God is not involved in anything that's connected to deception. And so this hiding and this sneaking and this whispering and this coming in the back door. How many understand these backroom meetings? These backdoor departures. Under the table deals. Are you listening to me now? God cannot be in such things. And He is not in such things. And when you see people doing this and acting this way, you know they are not true. You know what they're doing is not of God. And you want to separate yourself from it. Because when somebody's right, they come to the front door. Alright, come on now. They come to the front door. They look you in the eye. They use their real name. Are y'all with me now? When they're right, that's how they do. They come and ask the right way. They approach the right way. Well, it's not for us to judge somebody else, but it's for us to see to it that we're right. That we do it right. How many believe if there's any deception in it, it cannot be God? Cannot be. Cannot be. Go with me to... uh Psalm 15. Psalm 15 is talking about the individual that dwells, lives with the Lord. And that's our text, isn't it? That if we will keep His words and love Him, He will love us and will abide with us. And in Psalm 15, Psalm 15 in verse 1, it says, Lord, Who shall abide in your tabernacle? Who shall dwell in your holy hill? Who's going to live with you? Stay with you. Stay in your presence and stay with you. Who is it going to be? What kind of person? He that walks uprightly and works righteousness and does what? Does what? Speaks the truth in his heart. He Now get this next part. He that what? Backbiteth not with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor takes up a reproach against his neighbor. He that what? Backbiteth not. Have you ever heard of backbiting? Notice it's not (laughs) frontbiting. What is it? (laughs) No. They're not going to come up in the front. Why? Because they're wrong. They're false ones, so they're not going to come to the front. They bite you in the back when you weren't looking, when you weren't ready. I was, years ago, in my sport fighting, I was trying to train. That was my objective. I was going to go full time. And... uh so I was sparring with everybody that spar with me. I'm just trying to learn everything I can. And, and uh, had some guys from another town come by and, and they wanted to spar with me. And uh, one guy in particular, he acted like he was just starting. I sparred with him for a while and he just he couldn't do much. And, and so I, I began to teach him as a teacher. And I said, well, you know, and I let my guard down, and I said, i let him get in and show him how to do this. We did this a time or two, and all at once, he came alive like he'd been fighting, which he had for years, and nailed me in the mouth. And I mean, I spit out blood and tooth shavings, and I looked at him, and uh, the ref got up and stopped the fight. I said, whoa, whoa, wait, we're not done. He said, oh, yeah, he looked at me and he knew me. He said, yeah, we need to be done. I said, no. <laughs> we don't need it. I mean, it's a low blow. You come in and act like you don't know what you're doing and take advantage of somebody. Is that a true one? No. He should have been honest and said he wanted to really spar, but he was too chicken. <laughs> Do you despise deception? Should you? God hates it. It's an abomination to Him. Now, we're not talking about this so you can think about other people and judge them. We're talking about this so we can judge ourselves. And see to it that we never mislead or hide, or here's this word, backbite. Now, friend, it's easy to slip into. Talking about somebody when they're not there. Saying negative things about them. And they're not there. If you wouldn't say it to their face. Then you are a false person. To say it about them to somebody else. You're not right. Did you hear me? You're not courageous enough to say it to them. So you'll go over here behind their back and say it about them. That means in that area, you're acting devilish. Because yes, yes. that's how he is. Amen. He comes behind. Amen. He comes around. Yeah. Back biting. Yeah. Now, if you're going to bite somebody, bite them in the front. Right. <laughs> be a man. Be a woman. Be a real person of courage. But better yet, don't bite them. Because you'll be sowing, biting, and you'll get bitten. In fact, you'll reap 30, 60, 100-fold bites. And you don't want that. So let's just don't bite. Let's just forgive and walk in love. But you understand what I'm saying? What you don't do under any circumstances is bite somebody from behind. How many know that's low? It's being a coward. It's being a liar. A deceiver. Now notice in Proverbs 16, the right one, Jesus said, comes through the door. It comes the right way. Proverbs 16, here's a group you don't want to be a part of. Proverbs 16 and 28, it says, A froward man sows strife. Isn't this another one of the things that God hates? Proverbs says, he hates this. A froward man sows strife, and what? A whisperer separates chief friends. Whisperer means a slanderer, a talebearer, a backbiter. Whisperer. I call folks that do this sometimes huddlers. Come here, come here, I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you. Thieves and robbers. Devilish acting people. Did you hear me now? Whisperers, huddlers. Why can't you say it out loud? Why can't you say it in front of somebody else? Because they're cowards and liars and thieves. How many of know Christians, men and women of God, ought not be liars and cowards and thieves and robbers? Right, 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 right. What if you don't have courage to say it to somebody's face? Maybe you ought not be saying it. That's right, Amen, sir. Say it out loud. I am, I am not going to be a whisperer, be a, whisperer. A, huddler, a huddler, backbiter, backbiter. Slanderer. slanderer. I'm not looking for the back door. I'm not looking for a crack in the window. I'm going to come to the front door. I'm going to speak the truth. In love. love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I am the door. How many understand? He is the only way to get to the father you can't come in the back door you can't come through a crack in the window you come to the father you get in the kingdom you got to come through the door him and how many know those that really are from him they come the right way just like he did they come in honesty they come in openness they come without deception. They come without the subterfuge and all the understuff. No backdoor whispering. No under the table deals. No backroom private discussions. And don't tell them, but so and so. You know, have some sense. If somebody says, "Now they told me not tell, but I'm going to tell you. And you don't tell anybody. Then you're a fool if you tell them anything. Because they're showing you right now what they will do. A whisperer, the Bible said, separates chief friends. But a faithful person, the scripture said, conceals the matter. A faithful person keeps confidence. And they do what they say. And they say what they will do. And they do the same. Faithful. Somebody say faithful. Jesus was and is and always will be the true one. The faithful one. Hallelujah. And if we follow in his footsteps, we must be the same way. We must be true. Stand on your feet everybody. Thank you Lord. Just lift up your hands. Close your eyes if you would. We've all made mistakes in these areas that we're talking about here. It's not about being condemned and feeling bad. But let's uh, let's pray this out loud. Say it out loud. Father God. I know you are truth. Jesus is truth. The truth. The word is the truth. The spirit is the truth. And you hate a lie. You hate deception. It's of the devil. I hate it too. Any way that I've acted falsely, that I've done things secretly, hidden things, behind others' backs, I repent. And ask you to forgive me. And I've I've been in a habit of this. Influenced by previous generations. And other people. Friends and associates round about me. Help me to wake up. Help me to be alert and aware. And not just go along with them. Not let them influence me. Into doing these things acting this way, speaking this way, but help me to be true and honest and just and right and to come the right way like Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Just lift your hands and praise Him this morning. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge.